This is episode 506 of the Eventing Radio Show, brought to you by Eventing Writers Association of North America. We would like to thank our title sponsor, Bit of Britain. Find everything you need for eventing at bitofbritain.com. This week we have Kentucky winner, Oliver Townen. We've got Tammy Smith and her fabulous owners, Gretchen and Kevin Baumgartner. And don't forget, uh, highest placed American, Marilyn Little. And we have the Land Rover Connection, Jim Wolf and Deb Sanders. This is Max in beautiful, sunny, somewhere on the interstate, North Carolina. And this is Joe in uh, sunny but very cold rugby, England. So, Max, and I'm also on the side of the road, actually, too, but I'm quite proud of my little internet <laughs> connection here. Um, so, Max, how are you doing? I'm good, Joe. How are you? Good, good. I feel like it's been forever since I've seen you. I know, and it's only been but a wee, <laughs> just about 48 hours. 48 it's hours, like the, exactly. Our, our world oh, have, well, have well, traveled in many different directions. Exactly. Listeners, Max and I had uh, a really... I mean, we, what was it? Well, well we, we had a good week. Disappointing. But didn't, yeah, disappointing week. Yeah. Last week. Yeah. Uh, the good uh, thing at the is that everybody's Kentucky. fine. Yeah, everybody's fine, and that's the good news. But the bad news is it was very disappointing. Mm. So, anyway, um, but it wasn't disappointing. Well, basically, the, the, the long and the short is that um, Johnny had a bit of a problem behind from the traveling, and it just wasn't enough to get him sort of we probably weren't even going to run him cross country anyway and and things and clippy pulled his shoe early on and just wasn't feeling himself so we're not going to go on any further past that but there were a lot of other people that did really really well were they max yeah yeah I, th- I think it was a pretty great weekend all in all the the horse ambulance didn't move the people ambulance didn't move Derek DeGrazia put together a, a excellent excellent track it made people really think and ride forward and um, it was, you know, plenty to do out there without it being too tough on the horses mentally and physically. Um, I think people, the, I, I mean, you, the ground was perfect. It, the, the footing could not have asked for better footing. It was fast. It was, um, you know, not too firm. It was, it was a really, the footing was excellent. Um, so it was a, yeah, it was a super weekend in a lot of ways. Pretty exciting. Michael Young, you know, as much as we think that he is unbeatable, it was uh, nice to see somebody else win. Um, that little mare obviously was fantastic, but, uh, is, um, now, uh, you know, she's, she wasn't, wasn't the winner. Ollie Townen rode a fantastic cross country round on that horse to, um, get him, uh, get the green, the green off that horse and, um, ended up, uh, finishing beautifully in a really great clear show jumping round. And, you know, this is the first time we've seen this, uh, new scoring system at a big four yeah. star. And, uh, and it was, it was interesting. It was quite exciting, wasn't it? Well, it was very exciting because, I mean, I don't know how many people, but there was quite a lot of people quite that could have won if they yeah. had um, jumped clear, you know. And yeah. the scores now, listeners, as we all know, are much, much closer together and um, every bit of time fault cross-country makes a huge difference and four faults in the show jumping makes a really, really big difference. And so it was um, it was pretty nail-biting. And a I mean, time fault in the show jumping, too. I mean, a time oh, fault yeah. in the show jumping can really nail you, too. So that's really important. Yeah. yeah. It was really interesting. 
So it can make a big difference. I mean, Ollie Townie, I'm not going to say lucky, but he was, um, he got to ride around the course once already on his horse before he came back in the second time. Uh, Michael Young and Christopher Burton didn't get that chance. Um, so that may have made some sort of difference. But I think that, um, you know, with Christopher's horse and with Michael, with Fisher Rikana, uh, they both were just, you know, they both got into the whole box. They may have just fe- been feeling a little bit stiff, and that might have had something to yep. do with it. Um, you know, Chris Burton's horse had um, two rails down um, in the show jumping, which one of them was an, a weirdly sort of first rail of the triple bar max, if you can imagine that. Yeah, that, that was weird. I know. Yeah, that was a very – and and Fisher Rakana had the back rail of the triple bar. It was kind of a strange – um, uh, rail to have down. I think they were the only two horses to have that down. Yeah, yeah. No, I yeah. actually there, yeah. there was an, a, another horse I think that had the the triple bar down, but it was okay. It but was yeah, to have the front line. rail of the triple bar is is an interesting rail to have. Exactly, and didn't well, get in. Didn't have a funny ride in. It just had the front rail down. Well, I was talking to a top rider today, and she said to me that imagine if he'd only had the one rail down. Meaning, imagine if it had been the front of the triple bar down that had lost him. Oh, the that Land was just one. Oh my gosh! Oh, that yeah. Is so, so she true, said it's it? almost it's almost good that he had the other one down to soften the blow. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. So Fisher O'Connor and and I, I mean, so it was. I mean, it was pretty. It was a nail biting finish and. You had to jump clear, and the the other two, um, Michael Young and Christopher Burton, they both, you know, one had for two rails and then for one rail, um, and Ollie Townend won. So I mean, it was it was pretty amazing. And um, without going through all the stats and facts and figures, with one rail down, you dropped, you know, a bit, and with two rails down, you drop a lot, and Dumped three out, rails down, yeah. it becomes really difficult. And I don't know about you, Max, but I think that. This could possibly change the sport again for us. Yeah, you know, it's yep. it's a very significant change. Um, the almost like taking away the steeplechase, you know, where it changed yes. the the change the type of horse that we need now for the sport, and that is a horse that can really gallop and really jump. Yes, it's going to have to go well on the flat. Yes, they're going to always, you know, the winners will probably be the winners, but I think that now people might realize that they have to leave the rails up and the days where people could win top competitions with three or even four rails down uh, is long gone. They're gone. Yeah, you're going to have to go you're going to have to do a good enough dressage test and you're going to have to finish on that score to be in the top 10. That's just, that's just how it's going to have to be now. And which it is nice in a lot of ways because it is now taking the press, you know, taking the emphasis off the dressage test, which I think is fantastic um, because that's, you know, that's what the, our sport is about is about jumping. So um, in a lot of ways, it's going to take that away and, and um, you know, bring it back to its true, I think in some ways back to its true form. 
Yeah, me too. And I, and I don't think that the jumping test as we know it at the moment is um, too soft. I think that it is the, the, where it stands now. Um, if you looked at the rails that people had down, the top people were jumping clear rounds and having one down. And some of the, the other horses in the field with a bit more less experience were having quite a few more rails down. You know, it's not like we saw everybody jumping clear, Max. Exactly. No, it was... I think there were seven double clears um, and four horses that finished on their dressage test. I mean, granted, it was a, a much smaller field than everybody was hoping um, with uh, 43 starters, I believe. Um, but that, uh, you know, that, that's a good percentage, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the smaller field listeners probably due to the fact that there are some uh, horses already qualified for WIG and people are sort of taking them to different places. We can keep telling ourselves that, Joe. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I suppose. I suppose. And so, I think it's been um, a tough spring on a lot of horses at the same time. Well, it has. It has. Yeah. It has for yeah, the. Yeah. It has for North American horses because we've had a lot of. Yeah. A lot of of competitions, and. Yeah. I don't know why, but strangely, quite a lot of horses went to the whole box. Um, yeah. At the first trot up, um, and it, I don't know whether that's got anything to do with the fact that the horses will run hard or whatever, or is it because that certain people on the ground jury might have just been a little bit sort of overly picky, you know? <laughs> I mean, <I'm... laughs> yes, exactly. I know, yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. But now, but, so that's done. But now it's badminton week. That's a big week coming up there. Yeah, Ollie Town is potentially going to win the. We call it the triple crown. We call it the grand slam. We call it the we. Well, you call it the triple crown. I think that's a great name for it too. But they call it the the grand the Rolex Grand Slam, and he is taking two pretty good horses. Now we saw two pretty good horses this last weekend, but now is the Burley winner from last year and the horse that he rode at the Europeans that um, yes. he's got to ride. Uh, the, the horse that run Burley, and I can never remember its name, that's going second. And so let's hope that for his sake that the ground doesn't cut up and turn into a, a quagmire. Um, but, um, yeah, so if you're a betting person, I think that you'd have to say that he's got a, a pretty good chance. And for me, I love to see the Grand Slam being one. I think it's just a really good thing for the sport. What about you, Max? I think it's awesome. I think having a, a winner, I think it's super for a sport. It keeps people interested, keeps people wanting to pay attention to the next one. Yeah, it does. Well, Max, we're probably time we got on with our show and listened to um, all of our guests. We had a lot of fun getting these interviews like we always do uh, at Land Rover and things in the tent afterwards. Um, we only got a, a very quick snippet with Ollie Townham, but he had to go and jump on a plane. Um, but you, we can hear from the sponsors and from Tammy Smith and her team. So um, we'll do that. But first, we'll listen to our sponsors at Bit of Britain. Hi. 
Hi, Glenda Geek here, founder of the Horse Radio Network, and we would like to take this opportunity to thank Bitter Britain for continuing to be our title sponsor for the Eventing Radio Show and for being one of the biggest supporters of eventing over the last three decades. If you need eventing supplies, there is no better place to go than BitterBritain.com. John and the entire gang are there to help you with everything you need for a successful eventing season, with the exception of the horse. You're on your own for that. Please support the company that supports you, BitterBritain.com, and like them on Facebook, just search for Bit of Britain. Joining us now, joining us now is the winner of the Land Rover Kentucky three-day event, Holly Town, and congratulations! What a fantastic finish! Thank you very much. Um, it's been a dream for a long time, and thank God it's happened today. <laughs> well, I mean, you couldn't have had... Uh, it was a fantastic weekend. Um, the weather's been really quite perfect. The course was good. Uh, we watched your horse go out yesterday. Tell us a little bit about that, because it looked like it started off a bit green, and then you rode such a masterful ride. Yeah, he deserved to be green. It's his first time at this level. He's had very little preparation because of the horrific weather in England. Um, but he, he warmed to the task. Fence sort of three he thought was big. Fence four he scraped over. And then fence six, the same at the coffin, scraped through. But, you know, he just kept squeezing and clicking and patting. And to be fair to him, he dug deep. He had his ears pricked all the way and I couldn't have been happier with him. And minute by minute, it felt like he was growing in confidence. And, and the round was getting better and better. Well, it's exactly what it looked like. It just was an impressive ride. It was a bit of a riding lesson for everybody here. It was really fun to watch. And then today, um, you know, with the new format, talk to us a little bit about how the pressure is a little bit different now with this new format, with, this, with the scores being so close. Yeah, it's changed, changed the whole thing to a certain extent in terms of... I was thinking to myself, okay, maybe hopefully the lads will have a couple of rails down and give me a bit of breathing space and maybe I'll have a fence or whatever. But all of a sudden you hear that a fence drops people five and six places. And I was thinking, my God, maybe I won't even get paid today. Um, but no, it, it's been, you know, very, very exciting. And you just, just shows you need a jumper now. Yeah. And your horse jumped a super round today. Tell us a little bit about this horse and, and what he does. Yeah had him since he was four, came off Richard Sheen um, Richard Sheen from Cooley Farms is obviously the best at what he does um, done a fantastic job, definitely a, a very good man to get the right rider on the right horse and I've had him since he was four, know him very well, he's by a stallion that I have a huge involvement with with Nina Barber, Ramiro B so hopefully it'll help the stallion a lot hopefully it'll help Cooley Farms a lot and it's definitely helped me a lot yeah. So you're running out the door right now. We are barely keeping you here to, to uh, get your flight to badminton. Best of luck there next weekend. You're two rounds into the Triple Crown, and uh, we wish you all the luck next week. Thank you very much. Thank you. Joining us now is Max and my good friend, Tammy Smith. Tammy, how, tell us about your Rolex. It was amazing. It couldn't have gone better. I was really proud of him, and it's his first time. I wasn't it? sure what to expect and he completely over exceeded any of my expectations i'm really really proud of him so we're talking about wembley who is a big gray horse and um was um 
found by none other than myself. Um, but in, but but it wasn't for Tammy in the first initial um, stages. It was um, for his um, for Wembley's owner Kevin Bomb Gardner, who we've got here right now. So Kevin, tell us a little bit about Wembley's story. Well, we found him uh, in England on one of the uh, crazy rides around the entire country with Joe Meyer and uh, and, and Tammy and Gretchen, who's here, my wife. Uh, we, we were all on that, that ride, and uh, Wembley, from the beginning, impressed me as a horse who both had the ability to go all the way, but also the ability to work with me as an amateur rider. And frankly, he's still doing both. And it's really exciting to, to see him as a four-star rider or a four-star horse with a rider as great as Tammy when he still is, is a horse I can take two-star and have a lot of fun with. So I'm, I'm delighted with him. I just love the horse. Well, we've seen that you've had some really amazing results on him, and we've all followed him. Um, and I know that Tammy has been secretly trying to get the ride on him for ages. <laughs> Maybe she hasn't been, but I, that's what I think. And no, so, yeah, she's been secretly she's been secretly trying to get him. And um, there's been a few teething problems, so it hasn't all been plain sailing, has it? No, it hasn't. I mean, we um, we did Bromont and Fairhill last year, and he really ran out of gas and had some issues with tying up and his diet and. It was really frustrating because, you know, you see this horse who moves so well and jumps so well and gallops so well, and then, you you know, you have this, you know, kind of handicapped by not really knowing how to get him in his best best shape. And so a team of vets and nutritionists, and, I mean, they really stepped up and got him in super order. And Eric Devander has been really great in, like, coming out and helping me with my fitness program and giving me the confidence that I can stay on the West Coast and prepare, which is just such a relief. And he flew out here and traveled fantastically. And just, it was like he was finally excited that they finally, you know, came up with a stage that was worthy of him. (laughs) Because he really, he really just loved it. I mean, I jumped through a combination on cross country. People would scream and he'd go faster and it just, I was so thrilled with him. He's such a, he's such a quirky horse to ride, but also in the barn and he, but he's, he's smart and funny and cranky and and, 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 we, and we really feel that he met his public here he did year. he really did like yeah. he can run side i mean when kevin first got him kevin got reared off like going towards a camera so of course i'm having like hyperventilating issues going into the dressage ring here this weekend because i'm like oh my god he's gonna run backwards because he just does that you can't you can't body clip him you can't clip his ears you can't you can't do anything you can barely braid him <laughs> The way you get him into a wash rack is to make him go backwards because yes. that's the way he avoids things he doesn't like. He yes. runs backwards. Like he lost a shoe and the farrier couldn't put it back on yesterday and he's snorting and I mean it, he's just a funny horse but so endearing and he was such a professional this weekend. It was great. So Gretchen, tell us about his uh, his cookie face. <laughs> All right. Well, Wembley thinks that he looks cutest with his ears flat. And the way he begs is he flattens his ears and he thrusts his face at you and he demands treats. So I found uh, a 
a Facebook video of somebody showing this beautiful. It's a, it's a fairly huge. disturbing toy, really. Yes. Well, yeah, Max finds it extremely disturbing because it's intended for children and it should not be used that way. But it's a perfect yeah. icon for Wembley because if you squeeze its little face, this it bears its fangs. It's and a that unicorn. Well, its eyes stick And it's out. a unicorn. And it's. <laughs> Yes. It's not. It's it's a bit disturbing for a child. That's true. But it's not for a we, child. We think it's funny, but it's disturbing for a child. But, We're all adults. But we bought it for Tammy, and and it is perfectly emblematic of Wembley, who we do call the unif- the unicorn, and it's got a little unicorn horn yes. and this bared teeth, and the the way this all happened is is at Tammy's barn. She had him arrive, and yes, we've had this joke all along the way that she might try to steal the white unicorn, and um, she didn't. They're sharing him, and I think it's the most amazing thing ever to be able to see a horse that can actually do both. It is really cool. It's been fun to get, you know, obviously I've gotten to know you guys a little bit over the year, and, and to see this group work together and, and to have looked after him at a competition and stuff. I've had such a fun time because you guys you guys have such fun with it, and you guys have such respect for each other, and it is just so fun to, to be a little tiny, bitty part of it. But it is so cool, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm just so happy for you guys because I know how much joy it brings you guys and how awesome it is for Tammy to come here and, like, kick ass. It was awesome. We were cheering so hard for you this weekend. And, and we're, we're going to continue the ride as far as it can go. Exactly. We're, we're really enjoying ourselves. Yeah. Team Unicorn. Team Unicorn. <laughs> ERA of NA membership offers something for everyone. Become an ERA member and have your voice heard. Enjoy course walks and receive invitations to special events. As an ERA Plus member, you'll receive the perks of membership as well as the opportunity to take part of in ERA of NA programs, be eligible for awards programs and receive special discounts. If you are a rider or equine professional, ERA professional membership offers outstanding accident and disability insurance. Don't miss out on these special opportunities. Join ERA of NA today at eraofna.com forward slash join. Joining us now is the highest placed and awesome American Marilyn Little. Hey, good to be here. <laughs> Marilyn, that was just fantastic. I mean, you had the most amazing dressage test, and I remember just having to say well done on the way past because um, Scandalous just went so fabulously. Um, great cross-country round, and you rode, of course, your, your normal flawless show jumping. But tell us in your own words a little bit about how it went this weekend. You know, she was just, it's actually not even just the weekend. She's just been fantastic since she got here. Um, fantastic all season, actually. She started at Red Hills and started to say, you know what, I'm, I'm ready to take this on. And she's great at try on. And then she came here, we shipped in early and she's been training all week. And every single day she showed up for work and said, she's ready to do this. Gave me a great feeling from start to finish. Dressage was a personal best and there was still some points on the table. I made, I made a couple of mistakes, um, rider mistakes. I need to work on my shoulder in. <laughs> a lot. Like the rest of us, yeah. yeah. Like a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and apparently I don't measure so well because my eight meter circle was five. But oh, there's some of those things. Um, overachiever and, you are. You're just an overachiever. No, they, they told me that from England. They're, they're looking at it on the video. They're like, can't you count? <laughs> so anyway, um, I got a few things to work 
Instagram, but it just goes to show you what a fantastic course she is. She's so much quality. And then um, today she was tired, uh, like everybody else, but she is just such a fighter. She came in, stepped up, and said, I'm going to put a leg here, I'll put a leg here, no problem. Uh, and yesterday was, you know, I had some time faults. They were they were my my time faults, not hers. She's a, a, such a great horse. She held every line that I asked her to. She jumped, handled every combination so well. I need to learn to be faster away from my jumps. I need to lot, not let my watch pop off in the start box. Oh, uh, seriously. I had no clock the whole way, so all I could, seriously? you know. Oh, yeah. They found it in the start box a couple of horses later. Um, and I was going with my air vest. My I, my lanyard wasn't clipped in. I had no. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, I had no lanyard clipped in. And I thought, oh, gosh, Kitty, don't fall down. And don't, don't be slow because I got no vest and I got no watch. But she, um, so I just wrote what I had at each moment and um, luckily that was a really I was riding a really great horse so it was just it was it was a it was a super feeling to come through the finish line on her it's her second four star she's fourth at Lemulin improved on it a bit uh, to be third this weekend um, and she came through sound and confident and a better horse than she went into the weekend uh, being so what more can you ask for yeah, because I know you've had to work a little bit on her fitness and you're based in Wellington, which is actually a disadvantage to you to be able to do that because A, it's flat and B, there's no land. So you've had to really tweak your program to make it work for her because she is a, she's a bit of a, an extravagant horse and she likes to a bit take you on in the beginning of the cross country and then sometimes she can get a bit tired at the end. So you've had to really, you know, formulate a new program for her, haven't you? Well, you know, it is a disadvantage um, because she's, uh, well, we were sitting in the press conference and Ollie and Michael were talking about the winter over there and how wet it's been. I said, well, you know, it's been beautiful in Palm Beach. The weather's been great. Can't say much about those hills, though. <laughs> the biggest hill is the shavings banked up on the side of her stall, but you can't get too fit on there. But um she is an extravagant mover, and she, but she, and she did used to get a little strong and bold in the beginning. But she was, she's really been so rideable. We've been working on that a lot over the past year since Lemulin. Um, to this weekend, she was super rideable, and I, I need to start to trust that a little bit better. And I think that there's plenty of seconds to make up, and I think that certainly there's a lot of fitness to be gained now that we can really attack it um, over the over the summer there's a lot to be done and really looking forward to it got a good good group of people to work with I'm really excited about Eric Devander um, being a part of everything uh, he's got some great ideas and I'm really looking forward to his input it's been a lot of fun yeah so now Kitty she's gonna have a bit of a break and what's next for her well it's hard to say I mean <laughs> it's really hard to say um, and, and you don't really, you know, we all we all know what we what we wish, but we all wish a lot of things. I have a pretty good imagination, but at the end of the day, we have to see how the horses come out of here. And um, th it's a big year. It's a big year, so there's a lot to look forward to and a lot to work towards. And all you can do is just take one day at a time, keep your nose to the grindstone, and keep trying to make yourself and your horse better every single day. And so you also got to uh, be a part of the big jumping show last night and, and the night before. Um, it seemed like it was quite a success. What did you think of that? Because you've been here before when they've tried to do other things. What, was, what were your impressions on that? You know, it was it was fantastic. It was a great crowd. Uh, it's an educated crowd, and it's an enthusiastic crowd. They were coming right off cross-country, so they were super fired up. And I thought it was fantastic that they took advantage of that. Um, it's really fun. It's really fun to have Clearwater here. You know, it wasn't my night last night, but it was fun to be a part of it all. Uh, he's owned by Karen O'Connor, and, of course, this is hallowed ground for her. She was super enthusiastic to see him out there. And he started as an eventer and was converted into show jumping, so it's 
just that much more fun. And um, I think that it was a huge success, and I, I think it'll be even bigger next year. we got to get Michael Young and his horse over here next year. Um, and I think that it gives a lot of people some things to, to work towards, and um, it's, it, can be, it, can be, it can be fantastic. I thought it was a great addition because in years past they've tried to do things down at the Alltech Arena and it's a little bit difficult, but they people stuck around. People actually stuck around for the prize giving, which never happens, I mean, and it was really not fun. even stuck around. I mean, the they, they, the roof blew off the house <laughs> a couple of times, and it's fantastic that it's in this arena because this is really. I mean, this is the heart of the Kentucky Horse Park, We're right here by the head of the lake. They've just come from the head of the lake. They just come from the quarry. They're walking back in this direction. They've just been sitting in the stands watching dressage in the beginning of the week for those that are diehard and actually came out to watch <laughs> yeah. Aventing Dressage. But, um, you know, they, as I said, it was an educated crowd and they were already, already fired up. So it really took advantage of the fact that they were here, ready to see some more some more horse sports. Um, and it was, per, it was a perfect setting for it. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Marilyn, so huge congratulations on your third place. Highest place American. Hopefully we'll be seeing you sometime soon to try on. Well, I hope so, but one day at a time, like exactly. I said. <laughs> and now we have Deb Sanford from Land Rover. Hello. Nice to, nice to chat with you this afternoon. Well, thank you for coming on the show, and we thought that we're just going to get a, a few facts and facts and figures and a bit of background. Um, you are the PR, PR manager of Land Rover. Uh, so tell us, how long have you been associated with this event? Uh, we've been here since 2010. Um, we, we came in um, in April that year and really were quite impressed with the event, and that sort of set this off on a, on a roll. And so from there, you guys have your, obviously your presence here at the Kentucky Horse Park has grown and the Kentucky three-day event has grown and grown. And this year, you guys are now the title sponsor. Tell us a little bit about that. So in 2010, we started off um, going uh, out with our test drive and built that on the property for the first time. And it was very, very successful for us. We had an amazing response to it. Moving forward now in 2018, here we are, and uh, we've, we've stepped up in a big way. It was, it was great for us to be the presenting sponsor for the last eight years, and, and, and now we've decided that we needed to do something new. It was our first year here as the title for the first 2018 Land Rover Kentucky three-day event, and we added in a teen drive. We're calling it the start off-road. It's a, it's a nice experience for teenagers from the age of 14 to 20, where they really can get a sense of getting behind the wheel and learning about safety on the road. They are doing it off-road, but the principles are the same. And then we didn't want to leave out the little kids, so we've got the kiddie drive, and that actually, we're calling it the junior drive, that's the official term, and that goes for kids um, between four and eight, and they get to drive a little electric mini vehicle that was um, modelled on the Land Rover Series 1, and as it's our 70th anniversary this year in 2018 at Land Rover, we just thought it would be a great opportunity for us to do a little bit with that here on site. That's fantastic. I've always been a fan of Land Rover, Max. Oh, I, yeah. I had a I had a Series 2. I think it was a Series 2. It was a 1970. Oh, my God. I just loved it. Just loved it so much. But anyway, so the Kitty Drive just sounds, that sounds awesome. I wish I had my kids here. They would just, they'd be like begging me to get out there and do it. But it seems like you're sort of covering all the bases and for everybody. 
Yeah, we, we really want to make it an experience for the attendees that come into the event. Obviously, we want, we want to make sure that, that the, the competitors, the riders, the horses, the grooms, everybody here the, and the volunteers, the officials, they all play a massive role. And, you know, the horse and rider is the talent here, and we're very, very mindful of that. And we work very hard to be a part of the event and not a sponsor of the event. But at the end of the day, there's, you know, almost 70,000, 80,000 people that come through the, the gates through the four days. And between the competition, you know, they need they need something to do and occupy themselves. And so there's a lot of vendors here. There's, a, you know, great apparel in the sponsor village. There's a ton to do. But we thought that this was a great opportunity for us to, to add a little Land Rover to their day. And the, um, I, I know you guys have this great presence up here. And you guys had a farrier that was sort of making shoes. And, and people just had such a great time being a part of this whole thing. And, and I mean, this Kentucky Horse Park, this is a pretty magical place. So it's really fun for you guys to be a part of this really historic area. Yeah, I, I mean, the Kentucky Horse Park is, is such an impressive location. It's beautiful. I mean, what, what, what a better location. Um, I've sat in the press conferences all week, and um, Michael Young talks about coming to Kentucky and loving it. And, you know, that just says, that speaks volumes that, you know, you come here and it's such a beautiful location. And I, I did, I, I'm remiss because I added one other activation that we had. We had an experience called our Ultimate Stable, and there we had a Discovery Sport um, on display um, adorned with different equestrian. In, uh, equipment and um, apparel and we had an opportunity for uh, attendees to come in and take away a commemorative piece which is a horse show which has got the, got the year on it and we're hoping that over time participants who come through the gate will come in and want to take it away every year so they get a different thing every year and they're looking forward to that, that little Land Rover item and so Obviously, the equestrian, the sport of equestrian is quite large and vast. Why do you guys, I'm going to throw you under the bus, put you on the spot right here. Why do you guys choose eventing over some of the other disciplines? Eventing is very is core to the brand. We've been involved with eventing from the get-go. Our first brand ambassador was actually Captain Mark Phillips back in 1980. Wow. Um, yeah, we go back that far. Okay. And then just shortly after that, we were a, we started our sponsorship with Gatcom Horse Trials back in 1983. You know, fast forward, here we are 30 years later. And so eventing was, it just felt like it was the right brand fit. It, you know, having a Land Rover, you can do anything with it. You can, you can go to the grocery store, you can go to the opera, and yet you can go off-road, pull a horse trail, pull a boat. You can do anything with it. The same with an event horse. The event horse and, and rider has to be able to excel at all three disciplines. So therefore, it's so versatile. It can do anything. So we felt that this, there's, a, there's a, a symbiotic relationship there between, between the, the Land Rover and, and the event rider and their horse. So that, in conjunction with the U.S. Equestrian Federation, and um, it's, just a, it's just a great, great, great relationship. Land Rovers, oh, yeah, eventing, dogs. mud, dogs. dogs. It all just goes together. It's all, it's all just like a good fit, isn't it, Max? The other nice thing with the dogs is that everybody knows, the Land Rover knows, that every equestrian has a dog. So there is actually even a doggy experience. And you can go and get these really cool little bags that in there have little doo-doo bags and leashes and treats. So they they remember everybody. They remember I saw them. one, Max. I know the yeah, kitties. I saw one. The doggies, the teenagers, and the humans. It's fantastic. It is like it's 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 all one just massive awesome fit. Yes. And the only thing that we missed this weekend, thank goodness, was the mud. 
Well, we were actually really, really, really blessed with the perfect, perfection weather. I mean, it could not have been a better weather. Unfortunately, the field was a bit small, but the weather was perfect. That must have played really well for you guys. Well, it's funny that you should say that because we got here early in the week, obviously, because there's a lot going on, and it was raining pretty hard. And we did a lot um, around the park early in setup, and it was it was quite what we refer to as Land Rover weather. It was just coming down, you know, cats and dogs. And we're not afraid of that. That doesn't that doesn't bother us at all. So we were all very, very, you know, cheerful about it. And a lot of people came up to us and said, oh, oh the weather, the weather, are you, are you concerned? We were like, not at all. I, I mean, that's the great thing about the vehicle and the fit in this sport. We've had sun come out, here we are, Sunday. It's amazing. And, and yesterday, the cross country, it seemed like the perfect weather for, for cross country. It was, it was warm, but there was a breeze. So for the, for the competitors, it was, it seemed like the best setup. It wasn't super hot. Um, it gave the ground, I guess, you know, just a little bit of water earlier in the week. And so therefore, I, I, I heard comments that the riders were happy with that. Um, at Land Rover, we don't really mind if it gets very muddy, so we can we can we can excel either way. So just bring it on, whichever way you give it to us. Well, I just want to say um, on behalf of Max and I and the Venting Radio Show and all of our listeners, thank you so much for the sponsorship and what you put into this. It just gets bigger and bigger every year, and it's been a fantastic um, first year for you. And so, thank you. Thank you very much. We're very very happy to be here. Joining us now is Jim Wolf. Jim has been the connection between Land Rover and Kentucky three-day event. Uh, Jim, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Okay, well, I should say welcome back to the show, really. So, Jim, um, Land Rover's first time sponsoring. You do a lot of work with them. What are your thoughts on this changing? I mean, obviously, you've been here for so many years. It's been the Rolex three-day event. Now it's a Land Rover three-day event. What are your thoughts? Well, Land Rover has been a partner here since 2010, and they've grown their partnership. And it was interesting timing because they were looking for an event like Kentucky that they could grow and have as a title sponsorship. They've been the presenting sponsor here, but they wanted a title sponsorship. So we've been searching around trying to find the opportunity. And when Rolex became the official watch and was no longer the title, it just opened that up and they, it was a perfect fit. So it worked really, really well. Land Rover is a great sponsor. Um, they have very specific marketing goals. They're very good marketers, and this is not philanthropy. This is a good business decision for them to be here because this is a really great market for them. They know how to market to the people. And the thing that's really interesting with this brand is a lot of, pe- a lot of brands sponsor an event, and they talk to the consumer. Land Rover does a great job of talking with the consumers here. They invite them into their multiple activations. They do test drives. They had kitty test drives. They had little children's test drives. Um, they had Rover lounges for the dogs. And, you know, they, they very successfully talk to thousands of people here. And, and that's what they really want to do. So, and, you know, obviously everyone's, what's the biggest problem this year is everybody's calling it Rolex, right? It's like trying to train ourselves right now to be calling it Land Rover. I'm not mixed. Oh, I No, did. I switched over. Did you? Yeah, I got it, good, I got it in my head. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't very good for the start, but yeah, now see, I'm Land Rovering. Right? Land Rover. <laughs> no, it's Land Rover. Exactly, exactly. Well, we're we're delighted. You know, Rolex has been such a great partner to the sport, and they were sponsoring this event for 38 years, and they're still sponsoring the event, and they're still very um, uh, committed to equestrian sport, and uh, we're delighted to still have them as the official timepiece, just as they are at Badminton and just as they are at Burley. And uh, it's exciting to have Ollie uh, 
go on the badminton on the third leg of a Rolex Grand Slam of exactly. eventing. That is just absolutely with, with fantastic. With an exceptional horse, too. I mean, I would, if I were uh, Rolex, I'd be a little bit nervous about this. Well, you know, I think Rolex actually enjoys it when someone someone is able to ha- achieve this. Rolex's whole brand is about um, excellence and the ultimate in achievement. And, of course, the Grand Slam of eventing is the ultimate achievement in our sport. So... Um, I think, you know, oddly enough, Rolex would love for Ollie to pull this off. It would be great for them and certainly great for Ollie. So tell us a bit more about Land Rover and, and the test rides and things. I mean, I've been driving past them all week, and they've got them. And they, they must do them everywhere. They've got just a massive fleet of vehicles. We see them everywhere going up and down and round corners and stuff and, and, and things. And, like, do you get, like, pressure to buy a car? Or, I mean, is it just part of the experience? Or tell us about it. No, I think they think the cars really sell themselves. I think if they engage with their consumers and they get in the vehicles, these cars are fun to drive. They're beautiful cars, but they're really functional, and the functionality of them is unbelievable. So it's just a really fun thing to do, um, and hopefully uh, becomes a brand that people think of when they go to buy their next car. So I really want to know, Jim, because because I know you so well, how <laughs> many Land Rover signs did you put up this week? I can't even begin to count. But I mean, we wore, you know, we wanted to make a big statement this year. It was important. Um, I think, you know, we want to do tasteful branding for them, but it's fun branding for them because the type of branding you do for a car company is very different from a watch company or very different from an uh, uh, insurance company or something like that. So they have very specific goals, but you can kind of go a little bold with them, which was fun. And this is a bold sport. It's a good match. I think we had some really fun branding. We had some really big metal disc that we had done that looked great for them. Um, we used them down in Wellington, and they were beautiful there, so we brought them up. And I think it was really fun, especially in dressage, to have it right at A because they really were in the shot. But you know what? They, they look great with the cars in front of them. And I, there's actually, someone told me just a little while ago in the media center, a whole Facebook thread about the disc, the big Land Rover ovals. It was <laughs> kind of funny. And and the tailgating, isn't there? I saw a whole row of Land Rovers at the tailgating. The tailgating's huge. That's something EEI brought in. I'm trying to remember how many years ago now. But that, there again, it's a natural fit for Land Rover to be the sponsor of a, a sh- event where the tailgating's a big part of the fan experience. Um, and that's really what Land Rover's about here is creating a fan experience around their brand, and it really enhances the event. It's really fun having them here. And so what's next for Land Rover? What, what are they, what, what, I know they're a part of a lot of, they're really involved with the eventing and the, and the USEF and the US equestrian team, or what, maybe I'm not saying that right, USA equestrian well, eventing team. So what's next for Land Rover? Well, they, they are the sponsor of the US eventing team. And so they will have a presence with the US eventing team, I'm sure, during the World Equestrian Games. But... Um, we're always looking for opportunities for them. This was a really big activation opportunity for them, and we're looking for other places where it's appropriate for them to be. Um, but their real partnership is with the U.S. Equestrian Federation. So, Jim, thanks for getting it sorted out this year that everybody, um, anyone, could have got the Land Rover because it's been a bone of contention in the past that uh, it's only been available to the highest-placed American rider, but now that, that seems to have gone. Well, that's I. That was uh, when they were the presenting sponsor, and you know now that they're the title sponsor, that's something they can go back to, you know, internally, and and they can 
they made that happen. They worked really hard to make it happen because they knew as a title sponsor they wanted to step that piece up. Uh, they did. I think it's usually popular. Um, and uh, I think Ollie's going to enjoy his car. I just hope Land Rover gets it back in one piece. <laughs> well, Jim, thank you very much for joining us again. And we love having you on the show. And thanks for giving us these little insights into the Land Rover and the sponsorship. You bet. Thanks for having me. All right, Max. Well, we've probably gone on long enough. All right, everyone. So thank you so much for listening to the Eventing Riders Association of North America podcast. You can learn more about Eventing Riders Association of North America at eraofna.com. Find the links to today's guests and topics at eventingradio.com. Follow Eventing Radio on Facebook. Just search for the Eventing Radio Show and on Twitter at Eventing Radio. Listen to the Eventing radio anytime anywhere with a free free horse radio network app for iphone and android go to your app store and search horse radio network you can also subscribe by itunes thanks again to our title sponsor bit of britain this is max you can find me on facebook on max corcoran horse care you can find me on twitter at mmc338 and you can find me on my blog max corcoran wordpress and this is Joe, and you can find me on my website, joemeyereventing.com. You can find me on Facebook, Joe Meyer. You can follow me on Twitter, Joe Meyer, E-V-N-T-R. And you can find me on Instagram, Joe Meyer. We'll talk to you again in two weeks' time. Bye, everyone. Bye.